Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back and we're back on a Monday for another episode of the Fantasy Football Flavor. Another little Kool-Aid mix with my man Chuck. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Okri? How you doing today? Oh, man, I'm tremendous. I had a few drafts last week. The people seem to really like uh, us chatting and yakking about some fantasy football. So we're back again to do it, man. Uh, Thought we hit off on a kind of a newsworthy item that came through. I mean, everybody's been on their edge of their chairs wondering what the heck's going on with Tyreek Hill. I mean, that offense is crazy, but it's it's mostly crazy because of Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill just taking the top off the D, scoring big touchdowns. Uh, you want to catch the people up on kind of where that's at and, and the news that came out about it? Sure, sure. Um, from what I, I've heard and read, they're, uh, they're not going to pursue any charges on him. So uh, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs are going to hang on to him, and he's probably ready for a big year again, you know, with his point guard as a quarterback back there doing his thing. (laughs) Oh, man, I thought this was huge news. Like, uh, you know, everybody had just assumed he might not play the whole year. Like, he's going to get just jettisoned from the team. And this news coming out, you know, he probably still has to work through maybe a minor suspension from the NFL. But even if he's gone four, six, even eight games, you know, I still think that bodes well for the Chiefs long term. I mean, we don't condone any of the rumor and innuendo of maybe what he did or what's been going on with this guy. But on the football field, he's a he's one of the most electric players I've seen in the last, you know, 10 years or so. Yeah, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs don't play around with that stuff. So. Maybe the maybe the Chiefs uh, didn't see anything that concerned them either because you know you look at Cream uh, Hunt they didn't waste no time just cutting him off he was an All Pro and they just said forget you you know we're not going to deal with that <laughs> yeah no that's a good point uh, I haven't really heard their stance on it, it kind of just came out that he's somewhat cleared from the court so we'll have to see what they do but I mean if they keep this guy around and some of the other speed they added and uh, real quick off the top are are you totally set on uh, Pat Mahomes is just an absolute stud. Uh, am I totally set on it? No. Is he, do I think he's going to end up being one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can you can see somebody when they're they're good. You know, you, some of those quarterbacks that have you know a great rookie year, or a great second year, you can still have a little doubt in them. You're like, well, you know, but I don't I don't see any in Mahomes right now. Um, that doesn't mean he, he he might not take a step back this year. But, uh, no, he seems like a great young quarterback to me. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, Before I get my take on that, kind of leads me to our next mini segment here. So the next segment I had was the Give Grifka Grief segment. I thought we'd kick it off. He's not on the show. I figured we could beat him up a little bit um, here on the show. So 
I'll, I'll tie this in with fantasy and what you just said about Patty Mahomes. So like for me, I, you know, I like to try to be on the, on the come up of like, who's going to be good. And like, you know, Hey, I'm projecting this guy to be a stud coming out of college, whatever it may be. I remember talking with the big Hughes and saying, man, why is it so high on this Patrick Mahomes? Like, okay, he's got a good arm, big freaking deal. Like, he, everybody was putting him in, like, the third round, and then before the draft came, everybody had him in the mid-first round, and next thing you know, he's going top ten. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, what a what a miss, you know? I, I didn't see it in this guy coming out, even though he had the crazy arm. I thought he was just going to be wild, turn the football over a ton. But, I mean, everything I've seen since he entered the league, I think he went to the perfect situation. I mean – I, I'm super high on this guy now. I mean, he just – the way he throws it around the yard, the weapons he has, you know, I think there's nothing really that can hold him back. Now, are you going to have regression from 50 touchdowns and all that? I think so. So getting to my give grief – give Grifka grief. Man, I might change the name of that. It's going to be rough. Uh, right. Segment, like – so this is what Grifka does. He does what you kind of just did. He'll say, do I think he's going to be uh, a stud? yes. Am I sold? No. You know You know why he does that? Yeah. Do you know why you just did that? So you can cover your ass on both sides. See, like, if he's really good, you can be like, man, remember when I said, like, he, he was going to be good? And then if he's, like, trips and breaks his leg or throws 20 picks this week, you're like, this year, you're like, man, remember I told you I wasn't fully sold on him? I hate that. I give Grifka crap for that all day, every day. You got to pick one side or the other. So I'm admitting that I thought he wasn't going to be good, but it didn't take me long to see him to go, okay, I was wrong. This guy's a stud. He's going to be an absolute beast for the next 15 years in the league. I mean, talk to me about that. I I can't stand when Grifka does that. He does it on almost every player. And then when the guy does throw 50 touchdowns, he, he pretends like he loved them all along. Well, I, I for one will admit I was, I was on the same boat as you. Yeah. This, when this guy came out, I was like, I can't believe that Kansas City just moved that high up to get this guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing or anybody else is seeing? You know, yeah, he had a he had a cannon for an arm. It still does, but he looked like in his um, uh, camp, it looks like he was, you know, wild. He wasn't very accurate. And I don't know, he one year under Alex Smith, I guess he, he, he learned how to be a little accurate and now he's out there throwing perfect no-look passes. So, I don't <laughs> I, know. There's just something about him, like the way he feels the game. Like he just sort of, you know, like, you know, Grifka's other favorite guy, <clears throat> Brett, Brett Favre. He sort of just seems to have fun out there and be able to make every throw. And like I say, he's in the perfect offense. So, yeah, I, I think having Tyreek Hill is going to be huge. I think that, you know, people are going to be playing the regression game. But I think if you, you know – We'll talk about it on future shows, but I'm not a big go-get-a-quarterback guy. You know, I'm like the guy who waits as long as possible on quarterbacks in almost every one of my leagues because that seems to be the way you stack up talent. But I think it's going to be hard for people to pass up on Pat Mahomes in the the first handful of rounds in in a standard league. And then I think Tyreek Hill, you know, people need to keep their ear to the the radio on what happens with him because, I mean, if he's if he's back for even two-thirds of the season – you got to get this guy to good value. He's an absolute freak too. Oh yeah. He can, he's got speed upon speed upon speed. There's just, you know, you just can't teach that in the NFL when you got that much speed and, you know, he's, he's got surprisingly really good hands too. You know, uh, when he, when he came out, I didn't think he had that great of hands and, you know, his, he came out of nowhere and showed a few good catches last year. And I was like, wow, this guy's really got some nice hands to him. Yeah. 
yeah when he's when i watch it's just like he's fast he just looks and feels faster than everybody else on the field and like you say the routes they give him the catches he makes on the ball is incredible and i was not sold on tyreek hill until probably this last year you know i wanted to see him again and i went from like half and half to like traded for him in a few leagues and just hoping he gets his head screwed on straight so uh do you got any uh grifka grief that you want to give today or are we good with the fact that he just goes half and half on every player no you know i in my in my perspective i try not let let the kid come out of me you know, when I talk about somebody like Mahomes or something, because the kid inside me is like, man, this kid is awesome. He's great. He's, he's the best thing since sliced bread. I love this guy. Yeah. But then the general manager in me that uh, runs like fantasy football, I'm like, yeah, you know, he had a good year. And, you know, who knows if he's really going to be good or not, you know. But, yeah, the kid in me really thinks this guy is going to be something special. But I try not to let him come out too much. But uh, with, as far as Grifka <clears> – <throat> You know, I don't know. I think that's probably why he stopped playing fantasy football. He maybe he just doesn't know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we established that on the first show. He he doesn't know. He, he's become too cool for school for fantasy football. So I'll take that as a good uh, swat on Griff. I'm sure I'll have more throughout the show. But let let's go ahead and do this. Let's take a quick uh, timeout and get our sponsor Anchor Podcast in here uh, for a quick, couple quick sponsors, and we'll come right back, everybody. And we're gonna be talking top fives. We're going to give you our top five RBs, wide receivers, and tight ends, as well as uh, talk about what resources you need to be checking out and what websites you need to be going to when you're trying to prep for these drafts. So, um, Chuck, man, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Detroit Kool-Aid, we are back. And uh, Chuck Dog hit me with a topic, man. He wanted to talk about, like, what, what kind of resource are we using? What websites are you going to? Like, when you're preparing for a draft, you know, either where you're going or what's your strategy. So I'll kick it to you, man. Talk to me about kind of what you do and um, what gives you the edge over all the other bums in your league. Well, <clears throat> I can't give you the exact thing I use because then oh, it won't boy. give me the edge over them anymore. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm trying to but, take notes here. Man. <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, you know, with with the uh, the internet these days, you can get you can get a printout of the top fifty at each position um, for uh, fantasy football. But me, I, I've got a magazine that I've used, like the last show I talked about. Uh, I've been using for twenty five years, and it, to me, it's one of the best magazines out there. If you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league, or or anything like that, and I'll go ahead and give you the name of it. It's called Fantasy Football Index. Okay. 
and it just goes in depth. Uh, it'll give you just about anything you need about Dynasty or Keeper Leagues. But there's one specific thing in there that I really like that I'm not going to let anybody know yet. <laughs> All right. Well, good, because I need you to pause. I don't know if I should, like, tell the people to go out and get that or tell you, what the heck are you still doing with magazines, bro? Like, like you say, everything and anything is online. You, you can you can whip up all this data, and, you, and you're going to Barnes and Noble and buying the magazine and flipping through. I mean, come on that that was back that was back when we used to use Grifka's website. We were doing that kind of crap. Come on, man. No, nothing feels better, Derek, to me <laughs> than oh, having a brand new fantasy football magazine sit in my hands. Oh my goodness, we're, we're yeah, losing open viewers. it up. We're, huh? we're losing. We're losing listeners by the moment. But go ahead. <laughs> There's got to be some out there that are that are in the same boat I am. They were like, "Yes, I love having a brand new fantasy football magazine." Yeah, like three people. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> that's a lot of people. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe you're still going with the actual paper copy. Like that blows my mind. I thought I thought you were gonna hit me up with some secretive uh, attack you have. You, you're you like the Lions now, Matt Pat. You're going old school. You're turning the clock back saying, who, who needs this thing called the internet? I'm going to go with the straight up 36-page uh, magazine and get me by. Oh, I, I at our at our drafts, I, I have so much fun <laughs> with, with these guys that have these laptops and they got their faces inside these laptops. <laughs> you know, I'm at the table here talking trash and they're all just got their faces inside these laptops. I, you know? As you guys are letting this this laptop do all your work, you gotta <laughs> here, do here. some research yourself, buddy. Here, here, here you are though with your with your colored tabs on your pages <clears> and <throat> highlighter all with all your stuff highlighted, like going through, uh, licking your finger every time you gotta ch- switch a page, probably. Yeah, yeah, but every, everybody can see my face. You know, everybody's hiding behind this laptop because they're they're embarrassed of what they just picked. Either embarrassed or they're in the twenty first <laughs> century and they're they're using technology to their advantage. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, like you say, I'm sure we'll get back to this. But here's my thing, man. When you're talking about resources and, like, how I do it, like, I don't think there's – this is the other reason I'm going to bag on you for the magazine. I was going to say my advice was going to be don't use a magazine or don't go to, like, one website because that really has nothing to do with your league. Like, when when you're talking research or how do you figure out what you're doing for your leagues, man, I I go to the – you know, the player projections for that league based on the point scoring. And I break that all down, drop it in a Google sheet, you know, manipulate the data, whatever I got to do. I'm trying to figure out what players score the most points projected by all these experts. And then I'm trying to look over that list and go, okay, I know uh, Jim Smith thinks this guy's projected to do this, but I hate that player. So scratch him or move him down in my mind. But I mean, overall, that's sort of how I do it is like, it's really particular to each league because, you know, I can go look at ESPN's top 200. It means nothing to my keeper league that I've been doing with my buddies for 10 years because our scoring is, you know, half point PPR. And, uh, you know, we got uh, three keepers, dynasty rookies, you know, all this stuff that manipulates the uh, lineup. So, you know, their top 200 for a basic 10, 12 teamer, you know, is obsolete to me right off the right off the bat. But I really had just a lot of success with, uh, with that was sort of, you know, manipulating numbers, looking at yearly projections and then using my own football brain to sort of, you know, dissect it from there. And then uh, fantasy pros is like a crazy website. If you ever want to check them out, if you ever use them in the past, like they basically have a whole site that does 10 times more than you could ever do really, but it gives you a great baseline. You can kind of import leagues. You can do all types of things from there. So, 
So, Derek, are you one of those guys that has their face buried in their laptop when, you, when you're at a draft? <laughs> well, here's the other thing, man. Like, I, I'm going to give you – I beat you up a little bit. I'm going to give you props. Like, the, the most authentic thing you can do is the in-person draft with 10, 12 people in a room, all like, you know, almost that pressure cooker situation of, okay, not only are we in the same room, but when I go on the clock, I'm going to have about six people probably hollering at me. Another person, you know, uh, telling me how much time I got left, and you gotta, you gotta make the pick like a real GM. But I don't do any in-person leagues anymore because all my buddies and everybody we're so spread out. We have people in other countries doing drafts. We got people in ten states that are all doing a draft. So, um, you know, I, I probably haven't done an in-person draft probably since you guys. You know, when I was in the first few leagues you had me in. So, um, I, I'm not. Like, I don't have a choice but to be buried in the computer. But, yeah, man, if I'm showing up to your kumbaya session where you're all huddled around sitting Indian style, yeah, I got my computer. And I'm, I'm blocking out all the BS and just using my sheets and, and drafting the absolute best players, no doubt. Uh, the BS is the best part. The <laughs> well, best part of drafting. No, no, I'm the – like, here's the <clears throat> thing. I was telling a buddy today, like, the, the, the art of trash talk and the, the ability to trash talk without people getting all butthurt has gone. Like there's only a couple buddies that I can sort of like give it back and forth with. That's cool. Everybody else. And I'm in these leagues, especially these leagues where like, I don't know anybody in the league. You say one thing halfway funny and they just take it completely wrong. And it's just a huge mess. So like I've actually retired from the trash talking game pretty much because people just, can't take it anymore what what are we in like the uh what do people always say those uh not the activists but what are we in like the social justice warrior everybody like has a problem with everything so that's what i feel like fantasy football's become man yeah nobody else's feelings during fantasy football matters to me (laughs) i'm letting you have it that's what i always loved about you man you like me and you could jaw jack though and like know we were cool but you 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 would be ruthless a little bit like I always just come at people where I'm not trying to talk about your mom. I'm not trying to talk about your, your house you live in or anything. I'm just trying to like totally like make fun of your picks when you go up and you take a quarterback in the second round. Like, you know, I'm trying to kill you when you take a tight end in the second or third round and you think you just got the steal of the draft. Like that's well, what that's, I do. That's the people that don't, that, that don't know what they're doing and they don't know how to trash talk yeah. is that they try to make it personal. The only way they can get to you is by trying to make it personal. Instead of just talking trash about the the game and what they just did and who they picked and you know if they can't come up with anything creative they got to come right at you and attack you personally and oh, no doubt like you know like like I got to hold myself back Chuck when I'm in these leagues we're doing like if I don't have anything pressing going on my natural reaction is to sort of like look around and see who I can poke at but I get myself in more trouble when I do it so I kind of just hold back like even this last week we're in this 32 team uh, auction league which is just crazy you know and yeah. uh people are coming at me going like oh man you, you must be cheating like look at your team like you you must be making trades with people uh, your buddies and like you know, they were just kind of attacking, like calling me like that I had, I had shaved the rules or I had fixed this league. I'm like, okay, first of all, I know two people out of 32 in this league. Uh, secondly, I'm like, don't don't come whining just because you can't compete. 
Like they didn't right. say anything until the draft came around. And now they look at their roster and they look at mine halfway through the draft. And now they got the, they're bringing out the JFK theories of why my team's better than theirs. Like you, you don't know football and you can't compete. And, and you just, you just took that player for, you know, this auction. So you got to pay people. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have paid Ricky Seals Jones, eight, $10 million a year. Maybe that's why you're making fun of me. Cause you, you know, that blew up your whole team. So uh, like I said, I just kind of shake my head, but it's like, you, you can really tell when people are at it when they uh, when they don't say a word, but then when they start realizing it's getting out of hand on them, then they start coming at you. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they they take it a little too far sometimes. But those are the those are the same guys that, that, that say it to you. I, th- I call them the cheat sheet guys. They go strictly by this cheat sheet that they get, you know, and they don't use their own their own brain. Like, yeah, that that might be the number three wide receiver on this cheat sheet, but who said it's the number three receiver for this league? Right. You know, well, no, those are, let me, let me ask you a follow-up there. So, uh, you know, first of all, if I was at your draft, all I'd be doing is making fun of your magazine all day, first and foremost. <laughs> and while, while you'd be yelling at me about my computer. So that would be the first thing we'd be getting at each other about. Then then I want to know, like, so so you've got your, your book and I got my computer and we're looking at our list. You're saying, like, you don't just go down the list. Like, give me a, two seconds on how Chuck sort of determines. Like, are you really on draft day, like, taking somebody way off the – the tier just because you like them or are you pretty much going by the, the consensus, but you use a little judgment here or there. Um, you know, you, you still stick sort of to the consensus, but yeah, I do. I use a lot, especially in a keeper league. I use a lot of judgment um, because I don't want a player that's, you know, aging and I've already got um, my standard starters that are already there. Um, you know, so yeah, I use a little bit of judgment. Um, do I go too far off the grid? Usually not until the later rounds. I might take a a flyer on somebody like I took a flyer a couple of years ago on Tyreek Hill. Oh, nice. So that kind of, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't anybody. And I ended up taking him like in the seventh or eighth round. I was just like, yeah, he might be good. I'll throw him in there. <laughs> Well, that, that's timely uh, based on what we talked about to start with. So, uh, yeah, that's good, man. I, I got to say, I don't go too far off as well. Like, you know, I'm the I'm the draft nerd that's like I do in the normal draft when the NFL draft is on. Like, I'm trying to find values. So, like, I'm going by my list. I'm going by my instincts. But I'm also trying to, like, watch a guy and say, okay, he's there and I like him. But he's not really projected right now. So maybe I can wait another round and a half and get him. And that, that's my favorite part of drafts is when I can really wait it out and, uh, you know, get a carry on Johnson like a round and a half after because he hasn't blown up yet. But no one, I would have taken him two rounds earlier because I just know he's going to be good, you know. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, so speaking with that, let's let's transition to our, our next topic of the day. Um, we want to go top five running backs. You want me to go or you want to take this off top? Uh, I'll take the running backs. That's fine. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure the first one is hard for you, but go ahead. Yeah, it's really hard for me. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. Last year, it was it was Gurley. But then whatever happened to Gurley this year, I, I'm not sure. And with the Super Bowl, that kind of throws me off a little bit. So my number one running back for fantasy football is Zeke Elliott. Here we go. <laughs> you know, he's he gets the ball – 
30 to, you know, 20 to 30 times a game, every game. He seems to be around the end zone or he gets his yardage. Um, is Zeke Elliott going to be playing if Jared Jones doesn't pay him or is he going to be out of the league just sitting on his couch? Oh, he'll be paying. He'll be playing with somebody. Even if Jared doesn't pay him, he'll be he'll be playing with somebody. I'm talking this year. Like, what if they don't pay him? Oh. You think he's going to show up? Yeah, because he's already at the he's already at the voluntary OTAs, and that doesn't mean anything. He's just there because he's hoping to get paid. If they don't pay him by the end of camp, I could see him sitting out. That means a lot. You don't you don't see too many people that are in contract dispute. You don't see him at any uh, voluntary, uh, you know, training anything. You don't okay. even see him at the facility lifting weights. All right, we'll see. I think that's a thing to keep in the back of your head if you're looking at Zeke this year. But who, who else you got? Who's number two? Uh, number two, uh, I'm going to go with Elvin Kamara. I like Elvin Kamara. Now that, uh, you know, Mark Ingram's out of there, he's going to be getting the bulk of the, the load there. I know they signed, uh, what, Latavius Murray. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Murray's not as good as Ingram, I don't believe. Um, we got, we got a three. Three, I got Gurley. Hating this list. Go ahead. You're hating this list. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Tell me. Tell well, me. I, give me four or five, and I'm gonna just beat you up with my list. Beat me up, huh? Yeah. See, four and five is kind of, you know, there's so many people that can land in that that area. I, I think your magazine's missing a page, by the way. Go ahead. I haven't even looked at fantasy football <laughs> this year, so I'm winging this right now. I'm not, I guess so. I'm not even gonna lie to anybody about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, like, my mind's around a blank right now. You got me all fired up. Okay, let, let me go here. Let me, okay, you go. Uh, let me fix your list. So so you forgot about this guy. Uh, he, he's not only got a name, he, he, he's he got some quads. His name is <laughs> Saquad Barkley. Uh, yeah, Barkley. You might want to put him up top when he's the number one fantasy player. He's a absolute freak of nature and you didn't even have him in your top four let alone five because your your magazine was on a discount rack so so that's first and foremost he's the number one back he's the number one player in all fantasy football i could care less if the giants are terrible this year this guy's absolutely ridiculous see you sound like grifka not giving barkley any love there number two i got alvin kamara he is getting a chance everyone's talking about latavius murray i've hated latavius murray for years uh, Alvin Kamara is going to catch a million balls. He's going to be electric. He's going to probably just be an all-purpose everything. Uh, number three, I got your boy, Zeke Elliott. I put him at three. Uh, if he is playing and if he does have his head screwed on straight, he's an absolute freak of nature that's just hard to deal with. He can catch it. He can run it. He's big. He's elusive. He's got a great old line. they got a good offense. I love him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at four. This was a guy that I took – in his rookie year and then a couple um, the year after. And I dealt him because I was tired of him, like never running. He was just catching these two yard passes and he wasn't breaking any big plays. And sure enough, when I kind of dealt him is when he started going off. Uh, so he looks like an absolute beast in Carolina, depending on where Cam Newton is at and where that team is at. And I got Lev Bell at five, man. Everyone forgetting about how good Lev Bell is. He's an absolute, uh, and he can do it all. When, when you're talking top five running backs, you want a guy that can catch, a guy that can run, a guy that can score short yardage touchdowns, a guy that can, you know, score from the 50-yard line. I think all five of those guys can do that. And uh, like I say, 
you might as well crumple your list, list up. I'll send you this uh, via email, and you can uh, you can actually do a little bit better in your drafts. But we'll, we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see about that uh that running back situation you got going on there. All right, so, so since I'm on a roll one, because you got to go Google the top five receivers, you want me to go? No, I'll go. I got him. Okay, well, let's see what you got. You got to step your game up here. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll go with number one for me is DeAndre Hopkins. D-Hop. D-Hop is just a beast. You know, he put the ball. He said he doesn't even like a ball perfect to him. He wants the ball out of his reach somewhere else so he can go up and get it. So people can take their cameras out and start shooting. And real quick, when you say he's a beast, like, Hop doesn't even look like a beast really to me. He's just like a regular dude, but he's unguardable. He's so shifty, and he catches everything. Like, he's just – he's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, number two for me, um, I'll go with uh, Mike Thomas from uh, New Orleans. The guy catches, you know, 100 balls a year. Um, I guess the only thing I didn't like about Mike Thomas is that there are some games where he'll, he'll disappear. You know, he'll he'll have like three or four games where he he's catching, you know, 10 to 15 balls a game, and then you don't see him for a couple games, but – by the end of the year, he's usually about the top two uh, receiver in stats. Um, three, I'm going to go with Julio. Julio Jones, the beast. Again, I, I think I think you're missing a page, but go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Beckham. Okay. I like Beckham out there. Uh, a lot of people don't really care for uh, – the quarterback out there, but I, I think Godell is going to be a beast out in Cleveland. Um, and then number five, it's kind of a toss-up for me, but I'll, I'll go with uh, – I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. I'm going to leave what's-his-name out. I'm going to leave Brown out. I'm going with Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a really good year. Okay, well – Thank you for that, Chuck. And everybody, we're going to give Chuck a half a pass today because he's, he's redoing his whole house, his whole living room. So he doesn't have his magazine yet. He's not up to speed. It's episode two. But, Chuck, here's what I'm doing with your list. You hear this? This is me taking this list and crumpling it up right there, throwing it in the trash. It sounded like you were laminating it. <laughs> no. No, that's a straight rip right here. Hold on. Uh, let, let me grab your running back list, too. <laughs> there goes that. Now, now hold on. Let me let me break down receivers for you. First of Go all, ahead. You, like I, I thought I kicked Grifka off the show, but I'm getting Grifka takes out of you. Like the number one receiver in the game in fantasy football right now is Odell. He's in Cleveland. He's got bait. He's got his boy Jarvis. Like this guy was always the most freakish, the the most ridiculous athlete at receiver, and now he's in the perfect situation. He's number one. Number two, I got D Hop. We already talked about him. I love Deshaun Watson. You got to put him at two. Number three, Michael Thomas. Uh, you said he disappears for games. You go pull up his stats. The guy gets more targets and more uh, looks than anybody ever. Like, I love that he's incredible because I remember taking him in these crazy mock drafts in, before the NFL draft. I was getting him in, like, the fourth round, and I was like, oh, man, this guy could be good. And he's just outkicked his coverage, no doubt about it. Number well, I, four, I, go ahead. I had him on my – I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I had him on my team last year. And if you go back and look at the actual game stats, you'll see there's, like, three games almost in a row – where he was non-existent. Oh, 
He might have had the targets, but he did not make any of those catches. Well, maybe, but he's also led the league in receiving the last two or three years in regards to catches, so he's obviously doing stuff in those other three games that you're you're ignoring. The other, like, what, 14, he's probably absolute stud. The three, well, I, the three again, year. I think you have partial hearing. <laughs> I think you might have some partial hearing because I said that in the beginning. I said he usually ends up the year with, with top two receivers in stats. I said the only problem I didn't like about him is that he disappears for a couple games. Okay, yeah, I, I heard that. And the reason I'm beating you up is because you're going Grifka on me and, and you're, you're doing the double take again, the one side versus the other, and everybody doesn't show up every once in a while. What's he supposed to have, 17, uh, 16 games plus his bye week? Supposed to be incredible? I mean, yeah. he's the only player on the outside. That's what he's getting paid for. <laughs> he's got probably four guys on him on every play. <laughs> So let me finish my list and we get to tight right, ends. Right. We keep this thing moving. You didn't even bring up this guy. He's number four on my list because, again, I skew more towards dynasty, more towards uh, youth like you talked about earlier. Give me Juju at four. The Juju for Juju is going to be incredible this year. He's going to be a target monster. Uh, everybody says he's going to get more coverage. It's not going to matter. Like, I love Ben Roethlisberger. He just chucks it up and, and makes incredible throws all day. And then uh, I had to put Julio at five. I mean, I think he is tailing off towards the end of his career. But when you look at him in a jersey, he's a specimen. He catches a ton of balls and a ton of yards. He just gets ignored in the red zone. I don't know why. Um but yeah, he just doesn't, doesn't score enough touchdowns for me, so I had to drop him at five, like you said. A.B. didn't make my list. I kept Devontae off the list, one, because we talked about it last week, that, yeah, he's been better and he scored a lot of touchdowns and whatnot, but I haven't seen the consistency, and he's on the Green Bay Packers, so that's obviously <laughs> going to slide you down about four slots on my list, and I hope he breaks his leg in week three. So. <laughs> hey, man, you know, this is this is fantasy football. This isn't. Real football. So when I when I put him in the top five, it's because of those stats and numbers that he had. Hey man, like you said, uh, we got to use my football brain, and my heart still comes into it sometimes. So <laughs> if, I, if I'm looking at Juju, Julio, and Devonte, you can you can know which one's not going to be on my team. I have no problem with putting Juju. Juju was at, at the tip of my tongue, but I just thought those other guys were just a tad bit better in fantasy football. Yeah, I agree. All right, let me take the lead on tight ends. We'll keep moving our way through this again. Uh, Go ask Jeeves on who the top five tight ends are, and I'll be back to you in a minute with uh, maybe you can find the uh, the uh, back part of this magazine that you're looking at. So the, the It's not out yet. That's my problem. <laughs> That's the other problem with the magazine. You're, you're, you're like waiting for uh, Barnes & Noble to get a new shipment, and I've been, I've been tooling out rankings for three months. It's anyway. like Christmas, Derek. <laughs> Gosh, and you set, <laughs> set the podcast back like a decade, but the people might love that. We'll have to see. Let's see the feedback. Uh, so tight ends, man, again, tight ends for me are tough. Like you either take one high and it works out or you take one high and it hurts your team big time, depending on who you get and what they produce. So um, I don't know where all these guys fit in, but, and they were hard to, they were hard to sort of rank for me, but one just based on, production, offense, all the stuff. Travis Kelsey had to go up top for me. Uh, love that offense with Pat Mahomes. And uh, this guy, every time I watch him, I've had him on a few of my teams, and, man, he makes a huge difference. There's lots of weeks where he's getting a hundy and a touchdown. There's lots of weeks where he's going for a hunt, 150 and two, um, and then his bad weeks are like 60, 70 yards, which is like usually way better than all the other tight ends out there. So Kelsey up top. I got Ertz at number two. The reason Ertz went at two for me is because I've watched some Philly games and 
Carson Wentz and even Nick Foles. Oh my gosh. I feel like every drop back, all they do is throw to Zach Ertz, man. It's like ridiculous. I didn't know if there's anybody else out on the field. So just based on his production, I know they have Goddard there who I like as well, but every time Ertz is in the game and Wentz in the game, it's just like pitch and catch all day. Uh, Kittle at three, he blew up last year. A lot of people have him up top, but uh, he's got to show me a little bit more. He is a pretty uh, up-and-coming football player, as long as Jimmy G uh, returns to form. Uh, this was surprising last two a little bit. I kind of shook up the rankings a little bit. I moved my boy David and Joku all the way up to four. He he hasn't been very consistent, but whenever I see him too, he just looks like an absolute monster in the jersey. He's got every tool that you'd want. They just need to get him the football a little bit more, and he needs to be a little more explosive. So I I look for him to take a step up, and then uh, Ingram over in. Uh, with the Giants, I, I feel like he's basically just a receiver called a tight end. So I'd expect him to get featured more if he can stay healthy and to really uh, produce this year when it comes to tight ends. All right. Yeah. Well, there. <clears throat> I won't uh, won't knock that list too bad. They're, like I said, they're tight ends. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, another, you pretty another, much. Another Griff could take from you. Oh, it's tight ends. Who cares? Well, no, it's not that I don't care. After you get past the top three, I mean. The rest of them, they'll get you some production, but they're not like wide receiver points after the top three. So, you know, I like Kelsey at one, Ertz at two, Kittle at three. Um, I like Ingram at four. And then my fifth one is Jared Cook. Yeah. I like Jared Cook. And now that he's with New Orleans with a real quarterback, the guy might really have a a, a big-time year. Yeah, see, he's been better than expected the last couple of years out in, like, Oakland and where was he before, like uh... – Packers or something, but he's pretty old, man. I just looked him up. He's like thirty-three plus years old, I think. Now, like that's getting up there for tight ends. It it is, but for if you're looking for a tight end next year, I think Drew Brees loves. Uh, he made you know Watson oh, yeah. look good out there, so I think Cook will have a great year out there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a one-year. Um, if you need a one-year guy to put you over the top, you can get him later. I just moved those younger guys up, hoping that you're like kind of swinging for the fences. So, a uh, young guy with more catching ability and Njoku and Ingram. Uh, well, Cook, like you say, I, I bet Cook will be in that like 800 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. So, he uh, he's probably gonna be good out there. So, Grifka, that segment was for you, man. Tight ends, uh, they're they're impactful in the real game. We love them in fantasy. I know Chuck said uh, after the first three, who cares? I actually think this is a deeper tight end class this year uh, in regards to depth. There's probably about eight to ten guys that I think can make an impact. And uh, I'll agree and, with that. And, uh, like I say, it's all about where you get them. Like, how long can you wait? You know, what's your scoring system like? All that type, all that type of stuff. So, um, hey, man, we, we rolled through some top fives. I uh, I had to put keep you in check, put a little uh, fantasy flavor in your ear in this episode. I mean, you got anything else, or we just get up out of here for the show? Uh, yeah. You don't want to do QBs? Uh, I thought we. Uh, you want to pass up on it? Yeah, let's come back with QBs. We uh, we'll hit up. Maybe we might even have to do a top ten QBs because, like I say, there's 32 in the league. I feel like QBs you can go a little bit deeper and we'll go deeper obviously than top five as we kind of get closer to draft season once chuck has his magazine Um, yeah but uh, yeah let's let's save quarterbacks the other thing i thought we'd save is uh i'm trying to get you set up everybody out there it's been a couple things i've been touting kind of promoting um you know they're not cutting me any check on the backside but if if you guys are really crazy about fantasy football and really want to do a unique league um go to realitysportsonline.com this is a website. It's probably been out for five, six years. 
it's a contract league where you actually give players like two years, 11 and a half million bucks. And, and, um, you draft rookies, you uh, balance a budget, a real NFL budget. And like say, Oh man, I don't got time for that. Like it's simple. They made it really easy. It's the most fun I have in fantasy. Like all these stupid ESPN and Yahoo leagues are a waste of my time. Now reality sports online is where it's at challenges. You, you go a lot deeper, which means you have a lot more trades, so if you have never heard about them, check that out. And then I'm trying to get Chuck Dog up on the draft app. Simple app you can get on your iPhone. You can do best ball drafts, which are drafts where you get to enjoy the draft process, which we all love. You know, draft day is pretty much the most fun day in fantasy football. You get to pick your guys, but then you just don't do anything the rest of the year. You let your roster, they put your highest scorers in. Um, you just got to sort of manage, you know, make sure you don't have people on the same bye week when you draft or making sure you're not – drafting a bunch of injured guys but uh we're gonna get chuck up to speed on that and then uh they let you do one dollar drafts and uh it's slow too so you can do eight hours a pick we'll do some fast ones here on the show where you know i think it's 20 seconds 30 seconds a pick we'll rumble through a 10 teamer or something here at some point but i thought we'd save the quarterbacks and maybe some of that stuff for future shows sounds good to me cool man well uh i thought this was a fun show we uh like i say we are pretty far out but hey man it's going to be middle June, end of June. Um, a lot of leagues are kind of starting in that July, August time frame. So we got to get the people the info, man. We got to get them rolling. And uh, there's nothing more I like than beating you up once a week on, on Mondays here, uh, showing who the superior football mind is. So I'm, I'm game to be same place, same time next week, buddy. Yeah, you know, Derek, I think next week I'll probably end up hurting your pride. You don't want that. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for you to, to bring the heavy lumber, but I mean – We'll see what happens. So, uh, like I say, I got uh, it's Monday here. I got some drafts this week, some of those crazy deep leagues. And uh, like I say, just trying to put my teams together and have some fun. So, uh, I know you'll be dominating your uh, keeper league when that comes around. Probably, uh, you guys probably draft, you know, in August towards uh, camp, huh? Yeah, we keep it we keep it as late as possible. That way we uh, get all the, the injuries and stuff and try to see who's who's starting where and who's going where. Another rookie move by Chuck, man. That's that's what the that's what the novices do, man. They wait till all the info's out. That that's a Grifka move. Grifka waits for all the info, and then he wants to tell you. You know what I do? I draft after Christmas, and then I tell you what's going on. I bet you do. That's the only way you can win because nobody else knows yet. <laughs> uh, well, hey, man. I think we help the people. The people will know uh, more after listening to the show. I think we had a bunch of fun. So, um, everybody, check us out. Detroit underscore Kool Aid on Twitter. Um, make sure you listen, share this with a friend. And uh, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but I'll be back with Grifka on Wednesday and Friday for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We'll be talking all things Lions, and uh, Chuck will be uh, reading up about the Dallas Cowboys, I'm sure. Yes. Thank you, Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we're going to get up out of here. Take care. Back to back. Start to play. This game is over. Drink it in, man.